This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 678. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 678. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Oh, it's almost September. It's almost school. I'm just reveling in that. This is my own like, I'm just doing a moment of therapy telling myself that I have a very little amount of time left to get my child through this summer. We are currently living in the Dean household summer camp in which my child has no camp and is just in a series of playdates in which children run around my house yelling and screaming while my husband and I try to work. It's great. (laughs) I will say there is a lot to be said for the joy and laughter of children running through the house. And I appreciate that for sure. And also, I'm just ready for some long, quiet school days. (laughs) And so I know many of you have sent kids back to school already. I know for some of you, you are like in full fall mode, (laughs) pretty much, even though the weather is still probably pretty hot and summery where you are. But we're definitely in this transitional season, and I'm ready for the transition. I'm here for it. I'm definitely ready for it. I'm amping up, ramping up 
to enter my second year as the co-chair of the Parent Association at Vinnie School. And because in-person events are back, we are planning a back-to-school barbecue, which also kicks off the 100-year celebration of a school. So it's exciting. Like the school year is going to be really, really fun. And it's kind of exciting to be entering this school year as a parent and in my second year as co-chairing the Parent Association because I feel like I know a little bit more than I did last year, although there's still so much I don't know. But it feels like I get to be part of something special this year that I have like gotten to do some behind the scenes work on, which is really, really cool. So wherever you're at in this season of transition, I'm right there with you, figuring it out as I go and just always acknowledging what is this season about? What do I need to be here for? We talked about this a lot in last week's episode. If you're trying to figure out like what is this season going to be about for you and what are you going to say yes to and what are you going to say no to? Just acknowledging where you're at, what your needs are, where your child is at, where their needs are, because that shifts every from year to year and from season to season and doing that check in can just be really helpful. So as I'm doing a check-in for myself right now this season, one of the things I've been talking about a little bit on social media and like just enough for some of you to be like, thank you for saying that, um, is rejection. And I want to talk about it more today on the episode because one of the things that I think is not talked about enough on social media is rejection. And so there's an example I want to share or a story I want to share someone who I admired in the online marketing space who was just wildly successful and very quickly wildly successful. He um, had, had made some connections in the podcasting space that got him a lot of attention. And he, so he was in this, the podcasting space and he was doing some stuff, helping people navigate Instagram at a time when business owners really needed to learn how to use Instagram in better ways. And he had this like very fast and impressive scaling of his business. It was really cool to watch. And he's such a great guy, such a great guy, like really high integrity guy, shares a lot about himself. And I watched him as he was going through this growth and I was just in awe of everything he was doing. And like a year or so ago, maybe a little longer, he started sharing like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. This is really hard. There's some things that are happening that are not in integrity in this industry. And there's some things that I see happening and like, I'm not here for it. And I'm not here to just watch it happen in silence. I'm going to start speaking up about the things that I see happening in certain online spaces and how I think they're so damaging to the people that we serve. And it was amazing to watch him come forth with different stories and share different things. And every time he would share, I was like, holy cow, like people need to be talking about this. No one's talking about this. And I would send, I'm, you know me, like I'm all about the DMs. I'm like, hey, you don't know me, but like, I love what you're saying. I think people need to hear this. And so That's what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk about some things that we don't typically talk about on the internet that I think need to be talked about. And I think this is really, really important because we see things that look really shiny and exciting and we see things that look like massive, fast growth and it looks like it's deceptively easy and deceptively comfortable and success looks deceptive for sure. And when we're watching this all happen in the space of social media, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And so I started to share a month or two ago, just here and there in my Instagram stories that I've had a lot of rejection in 2022. And as I started thinking about it more and more, I was like, wow, like, I think I've probably had the most professional rejection I've ever had in 2022, more than any other of my 19 years of business. Now I've had other years of business that have been really difficult and more difficult in other ways, for sure. Big years of transition and the year that I sold my gym and the year that the economy crashed and the year of the pandemic kicking off, like all those things were really big, difficult years. But this year's really different because I've 
set myself up to be rejected over and over and over again. And it's been really hard. And so my brutal truth about 2022 is that I've experienced more rejection in the last six months than I've experienced in any other of my 19 years. And maybe in all 19 years combined, I don't know. I haven't like been keeping tabs too closely (laughs) to like keep track of how often I get rejected, but it's been a lot in 2022. And I want to talk about this because I don't think people talk about this side of growth, professional or otherwise, that when you set yourself up and poise yourself for growth, you are likely going to experience a lot of rejection. It is real and it is common as we decide to stretch ourselves in new ways, but no one talks about this part. We just see people who take these leaps and jumps and stretch themselves and we're like, wow, it just worked out for them. And the reality is for every time that you see it work out for someone, there's typically a whole bunch of rejection or failures or failed attempts on the other side of that that you've never heard about. And those are the things we need to be talking about. We need to be talking about what does that look like and normalize rejection and normalize failed attempts so that we all can understand and embrace that that's part of the process. So then when we're going through that, we can recognize like, oh, yeah, this is what happens when you are looking at up leveling. You're going to hit roadblocks. You're going to experience rejection. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're just like banging your head against a cement wall and you're going to feel like doors are not opening for you. And then things will start to happen. And I get real annoyed. I will tell you when I'm in a season of banging my head against a concrete wall, I get real annoyed when people are like, just keep trying because things will start to open up for you. Like that's not helpful in the moment at all. So I am not going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you some other things today. But I also want to really impress upon you that rejection is often the result of an audacious act or a brave reach or maybe even a leap into uncharted territory. And we don't talk about that part. I'm going to say that again. Rejection is often the result of an audacious act, a brave reach, or a leap into uncharted territory. We reach for something new. We try something new, and and it doesn't work out. We experience this rejection, and all we sit with is the rejection. We don't sit with the fact that, like, wow, I went for that. That was brave. That was scary. That was courageous. That was vulnerable. We don't talk about that part. Rejection comes typically on the backside of courage, determination, and vulnerability. So when I've been rejected over and over and over again this year, it's because I've been courageous and determined and vulnerable, and I've stretched myself over and over and over again this year. And I have to keep reminding myself that because when I get a no, and especially if it's a no that I've put a lot of heart into the like behind the scenes, to pitch myself or to position myself for something, it's really hard to see the courage and the determination and the vulnerability. All I see is that like someone thinks you're not good enough, right? That's our default. It's easy to feel beaten down if not completely swallowed by rejection. Whether this is in your professional life, in your personal life, it's so easy to overlook the fact that you stepped up to the plate in a bold way to say, I'm here, I'm ready, I can do this. And maybe someone else didn't agree with you. Maybe an organization didn't agree with you. Maybe a partner didn't agree with you. But you get to take credit for doing that, for stepping up in a bold way to say, I'm here, I'm ready, I can do this. In the face of rejection, we typically say, I'm not worthy. Instead of saying, I was qualified for that and not getting it is not a reflection of my talent or my worth. Instead of saying, I'm not worthy, could we say, I'm really proud of myself for trying? And now I feel ready and even more prepared to go for something else big like this. This is what I have been trying to do, and I am not saying it's easy, but I will tell you, 
after going for a whole bunch of things and getting a whole bunch of no's, I've actually experienced a lot of new confidence because I've had to practice talking about the things I want to do over and over and over again. So now when I go into meetings and calls, I'm like, I know what to like, I'm here, I'm ready. And I'm only getting more ready. And I'm only getting more clear and more confident. And like, it's only getting better and easier for me to talk about what I want to do. Because I've had a lot of practice doing it this year, because I've had a lot of no's. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So I pitched myself for something I really wanted this fall. And this was one of those things when I decided to pitch myself for it, I was like goosebumps, tears in my eyes, like, oh, 
I want to get on the stage and do this really specific talk for this event. And I know it's an event I've been to before. And I know that they need this talk. And I like fielded it with a few friends. I messaged a couple friends on Voxer and I was like, hey, you've been to this event before. You know that they need this. Like, what do you think about this if I pitch it? And they were like, yes. Oh my gosh, you definitely have to do that. And a couple of them even know people who are involved in organizing the event. They were like, yes, they absolutely need that. Reach out to them, like reach out to the event organizers personally. They are totally going to be here for this. And I did that and I was rejected. And I was definitely a little mad at first. Like I felt like that was my gig. Like I felt so, first of all, I felt overqualified for it and I knew the event needed it. So I was like, let me just show up and do you all a favor by doing this talk for you. Like you don't know how bad you need me, but you definitely need me. And my tone wasn't like conceited at all in the pitch, but in my mind, this is what I was thinking. I was like, I know I could rock this like 110%. So my pitch was really confident. And they were, they acknowledged like, this is a great pitch. We just don't need this. <laughs> so I was mad at first. I was really mad. And then I was like hurt. But what's really crazy and wild and like, you got to love. A few days after getting that no, another opportunity came up. A better opportunity, a better fit for the same time. An event around the same time in my calendar. I could have never done both of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was a gift that I got a no for that first event because it made space for me to pitch the same thing to a better organization that's like actually a better opportunity for me in terms of business building and networking. So I went and pitched those people. And I went to the event organizer and I was like, hey, I barely know this woman, but I was like, hey, I have a question for you about this event and about speakers. And are you looking for people? And she's like, oh my gosh, here's the people making those decisions. Email them. I told them you're wonderful. Like they totally need you. So I don't know if that's going to happen. We're still in conversation. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But the lesson here is that sometimes that no opens the door for a way better opportunity and that no can be such a gift. Now in the moment though, like you can't see that and I don't expect you to see that. It is absolutely okay to get mad and get hurt and all those things. And we're going to talk about that more in a minute. What I want to talk about is that it's time we talk about rejection as a necessary part of growth instead of, qu of a quiet pool of shame. Rejection does not need to be a quiet pool or ocean of shame Rejection is a necessary part of growth. And the sooner we can embrace that and recognize like, oh, this is just part of me growing, then we can see like, okay, like let's just like knock out the nose. Let's get them lined up so that we can get to the good stuff and get to the yeses and get to the better doors opening up. And I'm getting to that phase now where I'm like, okay, I can see that all these no's, it's like some of the stuff I needed to go through to figure out a little more clearly what I wanted to do, who I wanted to do it for, the things I really wanted to talk about, the things I really wanted to commit to. So I'm feeling better now about my nose because I can see what I've learned through going through this repeated rejection. I can see the benefits of it and the gifts of it, which again, in the moment sometimes still real hard. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about what are three ways you can cope with rejection? Because I want to be really clear that it's really hard in the moment to just be like, another door will open up just around the corner. And I'm just going to like wait for that with my happy hat on. Like, no, you're probably going to be really cranky and maybe totally pissed off and disappointed. And you might cry and you might scream and you might eat a lot of brownies or drink a lot of wine or whatever the thing is and watch a lot of Netflix, like whatever your thing is, you might do all those things. So how can you cope? The first way that you can cope is to feel the feels and really honor the disappointment. I went through this recently 
there's a pitch I did that went really well. And I was like, I got it. Like, this is for sure happening. And then I didn't get it. And I was so disappointed. And so I just let myself have the rest of that day to honor the disappointment that, oh, you really felt like you had this one. It was one of the best pitches you've ever done in uh, in terms of like the meeting itself. And it was also a really great proposal that you wrote. It landed really well with the people on the other side. It just wasn't the right fit in the moment. And that felt so frustrating. That's also something that I've heard repeatedly is that like, oh, this was really great, but like we don't need it quite yet just right now. <laughs> so honoring that disappointment, like, oh, it's just hard to hear that over and over again. So honoring that, like sitting head down on your desk, which is what I did that day, like head down on my desk, like, oh my gosh, when is it just going to feel easy and just happen? And that's why I spent the rest of that day. Like it was just a blue, low, slow day. And that's okay to have those days. When you get through that moment and don't let yourself sit there for too long, like you want to honor the feelings, you don't want to bypass them. But when you can get through them, and start to come out on the other side, whether it's in a few hours or maybe a few days, hopefully not much longer than that, then you ask yourself, what else is true? That's your second way to cope. Asking yourself, what else is true? And I think I first heard this with Brene Brown, but this is like a common life coachy kind of a skill or question or coping tool. So when it feels like everything's falling apart and you're like, you're keeping track in your head, right? You're like, here's the 18 things that have gone wrong today and the 18 ways the world has wronged me and the 18 ways the universe never has my back. When you're in that space asking yourself like, yes, and what else is true? Yes, everything sucks today. And what else is true? Yes, someone told you no and you were totally qualified. What else is true? Yes, that was a great pitch or a great proposal or what have you. What else is true? So when you get yourself to that position of being able to ask what else is true, then you can honor that disappointment is frustrating and rejection sucks and it's really hard in the moment. And there's a whole bunch of other things about this situation that are true that are not a reflection of your worth or your value or your skills or your talents or your gifts. Yes, someone said no to you. And as you tend to wallow maybe in not feeling good enough, I think that's kind of the common response asking yourself what else is true is going to be really crucial. So in my situation, something that's come up with me a number of times as I've experienced rejection this year has been that I've pitched myself for something and they've come back and they've just needed something different, not necessarily better than what I could provide, but just something different. So I've been able to say like, here's my skill sets, here's what I can do. And they're like, that sounds awesome. That's not quite what we need right now. What we need right now is X, Y, Z, but we'd love to circle back with you in six to nine months. So I'm like, okay. (laughs) And so they just need something different. It's not that what I had wasn't good enough. Of course, I'm internalizing, though, at times like, oh, if I was just like, if I just, you know, didn't miss the mark a little bit, or if I just could like bend myself to their needs, that's a big one for me. If I just bent myself to their needs a little bit more, I would have gotten this gig. We don't need to bend to other people's needs, right? So sometimes it's better to get rejected than to have bent yourself in order for to accommodate someone else too much. Another thing that can be true is that your time just opened up for a better opportunity. And so that's the example that I just shared a little a minute ago with, you know, coming up this fall is that now your time is open for something better. And so what does that mean? Also, maybe it's a blessing that they didn't say yes, because it wasn't a great fit. Maybe it wouldn't have gone well. So this has definitely happened to me where I've gotten a no And then I've been upset about it. And then I've watched from behind the scenes to see like who got the yes. And I've watched things unfold and been like, oh my gosh, so glad I didn't do that. I would not have been the right fit for that. 
it would not have gone well. I'm so glad I didn't do that because that's just not the right fit for me. This actually happened with something I got passed up for a while ago at a big organization. And I knew I wasn't the right fit for it in terms of what they were looking for. So when they said no, and they told me they picked someone else, I was like, it's fine that I didn't get picked because I knew I couldn't quite bend to what they needed. And then the person that they did pick, it didn't go well with that person. And I just saw that like, oh my gosh, if I had tried to like fit my square self into that like round hole, it would have been a disaster. And I would have had to do so much cleanup. And I was like, thank God I did not try to bend to their needs and accommodate that request. It just wasn't the right fit for me. So I'm so glad they didn't say yes, because it would have not gone well. The other thing that is true when you get rejected is that you are still highly capable and qualified. So who else needs to have what you have to offer Go find them and tell them. This has been a huge part of what I've been doing the last couple months, especially, is figuring out who else needs what I have to offer and go find them and tell them. After spending a number of months trying to bend to other people's needs to be like, let me see how I can figure out, create something just for you and create different programs and organizations and stuff. And I was like, this is feeling like I'm trying to bend to other people's stuff and saying, instead of saying like, I have some really great things, who needs them? And going and finding exactly the places where I can just slide right in to an organization's needs, a company's needs, a community need, and be able to share and coach and teach in a way that's really clear and allows me to shine in my gifts, which is like a win for everyone. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So when you get that rejection, again, whether it's personal or professional, you are still highly valuable and capable and qualified and worthy. And so who else needs what you have to offer? I keep thinking so much of what I have to say also applies to dating. Like if you get rich, if you're in that world of dating and you're getting rejected, like it's not a reflection of your worth or your value or your or whether or not you're like qualified to be in, in a relationship with someone. It really is about that you are worthy and qualified. Go find the person who needs what you have to offer and find them and tell them. So those are my first two ways to go. Feel the feels. Second is asking yourself what else is true. And then number three, which we touched on a minute, is what did this just open the door to? And so oftentimes the door can open to something else because you went through this experience of rejection. So I gave the example for like for me with this event in the fall where I pitched myself for the one thing, I got rejected, and then something else immediately came up where I was like, oh, that's an even better fit. I can go pitch myself for that. But there's other ways that you can look at this too. When we have gone through these series of rejections, when we have fine-tuned and tweaked like how we want to position ourselves, how we want to promote ourselves, how we want to share our gifts in the with the world, we gain a lot of clarity through the process. And sometimes we learn that we don't want a whole bunch of things. We actually want something maybe different than what we started out wanting, or we maybe even want to take a higher step. So some of you know that I pitched myself or in the process of pitching myself for South by Southwest. So there's South by Southwest is this huge festival. It's like music and art and culture and technology and which technology sounds funny. Tech, I should say. <laughs> I'm not a tech person. That's why I just said technology. But it's like all these worlds collide um, at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas every March. And there's a music event. And then there's this other event that is like talks and performances that are non-musical and big people talk and do things at South by Southwest. So like Lizzo and Brene Brown and I think Michelle Obama's done something there. Like, I mean, like everybody who's like big celebrity names, they all get to go do these really cool things at South by Southwest. But then there's also spaces for people who are really creative in certain ways or leading in certain ways or have a really timely message. So as I've had all this rejection this year, I've been really thinking about like, what is it that I really care about? What is it that I really want to be doing in the world? What is the impact that I want to be having? And as I started thinking this through, I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to be talking to the people who go to South by Southwest and helping them understand that the stuff that they're, because oftentimes people send, corporations send employees to South by Southwest. And I was thinking, I want people to understand that when they go into organizations and into communities, they have an opportunity to have impact and they have an opportunity to start something within the community and within the organization that can create change. And whether it's in a small way with like through an, an employee resource group or through like a grassroots movement. And what could that look like to talk about that at South by Southwest? And I'm totally qualified to talk about that because you know what I've done? I've started a movement. I started a podcast, which turned into millions of downloads, which turned into shameless moms all over the world in 140 countries who take the things that we learn in this podcast and in our communities, in our paid communities, and implement them. And it changes their lives. It changes the way that you all go after things in your lives, right? 
I'm asking myself this rhetorically, but I know this because you all come back and tell me that like, hey, I took your advice. I listened to this thing that you said on the show. Here's what I did. And now I got a promotion or now I'm leading this group or now I started this thing or now I wrote a book or started a podcast or whatever the thing might be. So what if I could do a talk at South by Southwest about how to start a movement? But I was like, what if it could be something that's bigger than me. So I invited three colleagues and friends of mine, Trudy LeBron, Laura Cathcart Robbins, and Sonora Jaw, who you might all recognize as past guests of this show. Trudy LeBron's actually our guest on Wednesday. She's coming back on this show and she's fabulous. So make sure you listen to that. So I was like, what if I pitched a panel of all of us talking about this because we've all built movements, but all of our movements are different. So Laura Cathcart Robbins talks about building a movement around being the only one in the room. And she has all of these people who have their only one stories and she helps them all build community around one another. And then Sonora Jaw talks about how to raise a feminist son. And now she has this like army of moms who are delightedly raising feminist sons. And then Trudy LeBron talks about disrupting industries with anti-racist business practices and by with anti-racist leadership. And she's phenomenal. She also has this incredible story of being a teen mom, having two babies by the time she was 16. And so I just have like massive respect for the way that these women are changing the world and impacting the world and leading movements in the world. So my thought was, I'm getting rejection from all of these like little things at companies and some of them are at bigger companies, but like they're kind of like small potato things in the grand scheme of things. What if I could create this conversation at South by Southwest that could be like a really big deal? So I put together a pitch. I had to reach out to these three women, some of whom I know better than others to be like, hey, would you want to do this? Which was an extremely courageous and vulnerable ask. Like I did... Oh, I was super nervous asking all three of them. Laura and I are pretty good friends. Not pretty good friends. Laura and I are good friends. I knew Laura would be a yes if her schedule would allow for it. But Trudy and Sonora, I have more professional relationships with and versus personal. And I was like, they might think this is weird. I don't know. But they both said yes. And they were both really excited. So I've created this leap now in terms of what I've pitched. Instead of just staying stuck in like this routine of pitching my think myself for the same things over and over again and setting myself up for rejection over and over, I've rehearsed a lot in the last six months. I've rehearsed a lot around the messages that I want to share and how I want to teach people and how I really want to help other people understand that their voice has value and that we can all lead in different ways and in extremely valuable ways by exercising our voices. And so putting together this panel has been this huge leap in pitching myself, pitching myself at a totally different level with totally different people on a way different stage than I've ever been on before. So when you are experiencing rejection, sometimes ultimately you're opening the door for bigger and better things while you are getting those no's, because you are getting that thicker skin, because you are going through that experience of just like running through meeting after meeting or call after call of positioning yourself and letting sharing your ideas and saying like, hey, are you in or are you out? And a bunch of people are like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. And then you're like, cool, I'm just going to keep moving. And I'm moving up as I go. So what is this opening the door to when, you, when you're experiencing rejection? Sometimes it's another step. Sometimes it's a big leap up. Sometimes it's a total pivot. There's definitely been times where I've completely pivoted things because of the rejection. And that pivot has been so exciting. I did this during my personal training career where I pivoted from one-on-one -on -one personal training that I just could not sell in the, in the Great Recession. I pitched, I pivoted from personal training into group exercise. And oh my gosh, it was like a million times more fun. So sometimes these pivots can be really exciting and those can come out of rejection. And sometimes it's just taking the same idea or proposal somewhere else and letting all of that rejection be practiced so that when you get to the 
best performance opportunity, you are ready to just totally deliver and nail it. So those are my three ways for you to cope with rejection. I don't want to wrap it up in a bow and be like, just move on. And just like, you know, the world, the universe has your back and the doors will open. Because I don't think that's always true. I think that you have to sit in those hard fields and you have to ask yourself what else is true. And then you have to really look at what else does this open the door to. So those are my three tips for you as you are walking through this. I'm going to keep talking about this because I think it's really important. We'll definitely continue talking about this in experiences within the Shameless Mom Academy as well as we open up our enrollment for our new membership community into the Academy in September. We have a free workshop coming up. So if you want to join me for our free workshop, we'll be talking about how to calm the chaos and let go of the crap this fall. And it will be around letting go of this some of this mindset crap that holds you back that comes with rejection. If you want to come to that workshop, you can go to shamelessmom.com com slash calm to join my free workshop. That's we're offering it on two dates, September 13th and 14th, totally free hour long workshop with me, how to calm your chaos and let go of your crap. So if you're just feeling like you're stuck right now, or like you don't know how to navigate this season or really get clear on what do you want to do as you move into this new school year, that might be a really great starting point. So go to shamelessmom.com slash calm, C-A-L-M to get signed up for that for free. And I will be back here on Wednesday. Like I said, Wednesday's episode is with Trudy LeBron. It's, oh my gosh, it's so good. We're going to be talking about white people shit. And yes, I just said white people shit. And that's what we're talking about. And it's real, real good. So (laughs) brace yourselves because it's an important conversation that might make you a little uncomfortable. But oh my goodness, will it ever be worth your time? So thank you for being here. Please share this episode with people who need to hear it with other moms who are working like you to become more shameless every damn day. And I will see you on Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts 
who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.